yo, 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 it's your boy, Crypto Street Bets, coming to you the third Thursday in a row, bringing you the hottest DeFi news, I'm deep in the cryptos, I'm giving you guys the key, I'm laying it out, showing you the yellow brick road, live. So, what do we got this week? This week, I wanted to get a little more personal, and I wanted to talk about my investing strategy, and I think an investing strategy that everybody should um, adopt. Um, Obviously, it's not financial advice, and I'm not giving you guys any particular calls, but I want people to know um, how I view the crypto space as a whole, and this will cover things from yield farming, um, investing into projects like we've done in the past two weeks, and just kind of an, an overall goals for my for my crypto experience. And my goal for this podcast is to get you thinking about your goals and what you want out of cryptos. And um, it's your job to d- decide if your goals are realistic. So, like I said, the past two weeks, we the first week we talked about HTR. The second week we talked about Woo. Um, They've been exploding. Um, the market has been right now. Bitcoin is pushed back at its all-time high, uh, at its all-time high of sixty-three thousand for the second time this month. So we're following the structure here um, of the market back in twenty thirteen. So that's really good. Um, I'm looking for eighty eighty k sometime in November. So we'll see. Um, that being said, my projects, uh, Wu and Hather, I believe we both doubled. And when you look at the space, you know, Shiba has way outperformed my markets and we're going to, my coins, and we're going to get into that. Um, you know, I think for everybody with, that wants to get into crypto, you need a home base. You know, you need some, you need a project that can make you feel comfortable. And when you do that, you join that project's community, whether it's on Twitter, Discord, Telegram, um, you join this you join this community and you you start hearing other ideas from that community and that that kind of is a way uh, a gateway but just to mainly have some people that you could bounce your thoughts off of and that's not necessarily to say i only want to do this community because someone's talking about it but sometimes if somebody has a good reputation you can go off of what they say and save yourself some time and look into that project because otherwise you'd have to look through every project it saves time when you have kind of people that have been in the space and that that know and then you can kind of ping pong your ideas off of theirs so once you have this home base for me it was um htr and woo you need to take profits you know um on on zeron it's a um it is a wallet tracker on the ethereum blockchain and what you can do is you can track any wallet and that includes whales and even small people i track myself just so i can see the price of my portfolio it actually was featured on elon musk's twitter account which i'm not the big elon musk guy but that kind of shows you the the validity of this project um it's on the app store great great app um whales people with large sums they just sell on the way up and then they it's called dollar cost averaging they, they sell on the way up and they buy on the way down and they're not really um they're not really holding but but that's 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 necessarily for the the trader aspect when you have a home base when you have a home base you can have some targets set in your head and so like 
before I get it too into taking profits, I want to talk about finding that, that home base. You know, what are you really looking for? Well, I kind of hinted it in one of my prior podcasts, but you need to find something revolutionary. Today, it's extremely hard to find something revolutionary because there's just not many projects that are brand new. There's stuff that's coming out. They've, they've had promises, but we've all kind of seen what people expect for the future in cryptos. And so when you want to find a real project, you can't look at promises. You have to look at what's really in front of you, what you really have. So when you when you look at what a company really has, and I, I started in the stock market, that's called its extrinsic value, intrinsic value, or extrinsic value. That is how much the coin is worth with all of its, or the project is worth with all of its assets. And, um, and yeah, and, and that includes its liabilities as well. And so you make up how much a project has by its market cap, and you get your market cap from the circulating supply of tokens multiplied by the price, which is pretty simple. You know, if one coin goes for $40 and there's 40 coins, that means that all the money in that coin is $400. So that that, that seems like a pretty simple concept. So you're looking for projects that might do something as a higher tier project. For instance, Wu Network is doing what Binance is doing. Wu Network is doing what Uniswap is doing. However, its market cap is way lower. I mean, if Wu Network was to get to what Binance would do, it is, sorry, that would be a $56 Wu token. I mean, and that's where you see the, that's where you see the, um, the opportunities. Okay, so you, you, you find something that just seems undervalued and you get the valuation of a project by its market cap. The one thing about cryptos that differs from stocks is that the blockchain and Bitcoin really, really matters. I mean, if Bitcoin dumps, everything's hitting the fan. But if Bitcoin goes crazy, even Shiba, even Dogecoin, all of those are going to go up. Now really quick on dogecoin i think dogecoin does have some value just because of everybody owning it and so that's created a value for it and i think shiba actually even though i'm not a big fan of shiba right now it does have a value and um a fun fact on shiba is there are 7.7 billion people but there's 395 trillion shiba and even though you may not like a project you always have to be looking Okay, you can't ever get comfortable because that's what's easy. You're gonna have these people in your home base community and the, the, the project you like, and they're gonna be 100 about that. And I'm not gonna always say that's bad because the people that have the best returns are either dead people or the people that lost their password. Sometimes just holding it is really best. But for me, I'm and, and, and the space is so new. Sometimes it's good to take a little money out of your home bases and to put them in, let's go our next one, yield farming. Yield farming is pretty interesting. It's kind of different because I'm more so on the, I'm a fan of the lending because what yield farming is, and I again touched on this a little bit back in one of my prior podcasts, but basically you're locking your cryptos up for a certain amount of time and then there'll be a certain coin that's produced, basically made out of thin air. Sometimes it's not, but... For the most part, it's a synthetic token, meaning that people just create it and people associate it with a dollar because sometimes it literally just says USD. There's nothing else to really 
keep it pegged to that. And that that's where the risk comes in with the yield farming. However, with that being said, it's not very often that these yield farming things fail. And I believe that's because of the herd mentality. Um, but with the lending, you know, you have a couple projects like Aave, um, Compound. Um, you, you could also be a liquidity provider. Um, there's automated markets, basically markets run by computers and smart contracts. And you basically are putting up the end of the market maker and it does it automatically for you. It's kind of the simplest way I can explain it, but you could do this on Curve, um, Uniswap. There is a thing called impermanent loss and everybody's gonna suffer from impermanent loss because when you, when you supply tokens to a liquidity pool, you have to supply two. You can't just supply one. So when you supply two tokens, there's always going to be, and, that, and you have to supply two so people can trade. So one one token is always going to perform better than the other one. That's just simple. I mean, it, nothing's going to be completely equal. One thing about the crypto markets is everything's pretty correlated, so it's not too big of a deal. But what happens is, is you're taking in all these fees from people trading on this liquidity pool and they're trading with your tokens, basically. But when people see that one of the tokens is dipping in value, your pool is going to stay the same. It's all done off of smart contracts. You don't have to watch a computer, but the, the problem with that is it's all done from a, uh, I'd almost call it a, a old school weight thing where it's always just a constant battle between the buyers and sellers. And the buyers and sellers are just people wanting the two tokens in that pool. So it's always shifting back and forth, back and forth. If you have a good pool, like I said, if, if, if one crashes, then that means that the other one will just rise up in that pool and you'll end up with the, the, the token that has none because you're the market maker. So everybody's going to take your valuable coins and leave your unvaluable coins in your wallet and then you'll pull it out and you'll lose money and that's called impermanent loss. So that's definitely risky. I don't know if that's a long-term strategy because it is, like I said, correlated with the market. But if you have a bullish bias on the market, you could 100% um, compound your tokens you, you made good you made good returns off this and it's exciting to see your your account move up every day because you're generating fees um a cool project that is new and up and coming is chess and well that's the ticker uh it's actually called tranches and it's pretty interesting it kind of reminds me of the housing bonds they had back in 2011 which did cause a financial collapse but i don't think that it would today because i think at the end of the day piling on a bunch of people's uh, a bunch of different return rates on credit you know like if you compile a bunch of risky loans together you know you have a, a billion people or let's say one person with bad credit card debt you're probably not going to get any money but if you have a billion people with bad credit card debt there's going to be some people in that that pay you which makes that that investment less risky when there's more people so what tranches does is it provides a couple different groups with different AP, apys and um and basically the the most risky one will get the highest apr or apy and then the um the least risky one which is you're get basically guaranteed to get i believe it's six percent to 24 percent, which is insane but six percent is something that i shoot for you're guaranteed to get that and uh that's that's big that's 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 big so if, 
The only problem is, is it's only on, like, Bitcoin. And so that's another one that is also tied to the market. And they do have a stable one, um, a stable coin, I believe. So that's just something you have to do your own research about. I've uh, checked it out and I'm kind of waiting for the moment before I strike. All these, all these APRs are different. So it's good to have them in the back of your head where they're at. But I wouldn't stick to any of the APRs or any of the money, the outlook you can get in the future. So now we're kind of taking a turn here. We've talked about lending. We've talked about we talked about finding a good project, and I told you guys in the, I, I keep saying this, but I told you guys in a prior podcast that you don't need six, seven, eight projects. You really only need one good one that you like, you know? It'd be nice to have a savings account where you're on, let's say, Aave, and you're just, you're lending out your cryptocurrencies. That's a great way to generate, like, 6%, and it's just like a bank, you know? Aave is interesting, Compound's interesting, because that is, like I said, lending. That has a real use case. You might wonder, well, what is someone going to lend a crypto for? And how do I know I'm going to get my money back? Well, everything is backed by zero to one. So if someone wants to borrow 100 bucks, they need to have um, 200 bucks in that uh, portfolio. Or maybe it's just 100, but they need to have at least that much amount. That's the loan. And the reason why people take out loans is because they don't want to sell their asset. And if they can take out a loan against their asset, they think their asset's going to go up. So when they take out a loan against their asset, they can um, use that money. And um, while their asset goes up, they take the profits out that they had and they use that to repay back the loan. You could also um, short sell the market with this. Um, but I don't think that'd be smart given the interest rates. But that is a possibility and I think that lending is a very smart way to generate consistent um, stable income so a little bit of a turn because I don't think anybody really expected the NFT explosion because that's really the only words for it what happened Um, one of the first NFTs that I want to take notice of and I want to inform you guys about is called Unisocks. So Unisocks is a project where you buy an NFT and basically really you don't even buy an NFT, you buy a coin. Okay? You buy a it wasn't even an NFT, it was a coin. You bought this coin and when it dropped it was sixty dollars a coin. And if you wanted to you could exchange that coin in for a pair of socks, a pair of real socks. So what ended up happening was, was the, the, the socks that ended up releasing were really, really cool, like really cool. So um, people were getting them. People were, people were just, you know, using their tokens for the socks. Well, that $60 pair of socks today is over 900, or sorry, $90,000. It maxed out at over $120,000. Just let that sink in. A $60 pair of socks was worth 120k, 90k today. Why? Well, I can tell you why. It's a little bit revolutionary for two reasons. One, Uniswap it was launched by those guys, and those guys are the number one automated market maker. Those are the guys that I was kind of talking to you about, where you you supply liquidity to the pools. 
it's their project and so this was the first time that you could have a shirt a t-shirt sale on a marketplace and what this what this meant was you can buy a quarter of a unisock and that doesn't mean you can ever return that you need to have one full token to to get the unisocks but what you can do is you can buy a quarter of a unisock because who has 90,000 so you buy a quarter of a unisock and now you have a bit of a uh, you have a bit of a an opportunity or you have a bit of a a bit of a stake in the in the unisocks price sorry i couldn't find my words so that gave people the the ability to really trade unisocks and you didn't need a full one so when you look at today's streetwear and you have a pair of off-whites going for five hundred dollars it'd be pretty cool to say hey i think those are going to go up i'm going to put a hundred dollars in that and then see what happens in a couple years that that could seriously change the shoe market and so then the first some of the first nfts we had were crypto punks and crypto punks were interesting because it was a uh, anonymous project and back at this time these were basically free and you had to mint them manually today with nfts you have OpenSea, um rareable you got all these different platforms to mint your token even on hacker network you can mint your token so back in the day you had to really know your stuff you had to really be working in the ethereum blockchain to be able to mint these punks and um it was completely just an underground thing. What it was, though, is it had a bit of genius behind it because it was kind of crappy art, if we're really going to be honest. But it was computer-generated. So there's 10,000, however many punks there are, there's 10,000, and then there's only one of each one. You know, and they all have different attributes that make them more rare. You know, smoking ones drive up a higher price, understandably. So... It kind of had a gambling aspect to it, and it really, it really gives you that sense. I want to mint another one. I want to, I want to buy another one. And long, long time from now, you know, you see, you, well, you see phase. You see a lot of people that perform pump and dump schemes. They look at these NFT projects and they're like, this actually is kind of cool. We can park our money here. And the reason they park their money there is because it's just another pump and dump if you, if you want to really call it what it is or it could just be another pump but phase clan which guys i'm not a gamer but um they actually have been in a lot of fraud and their wallets have traced back to the crypto punks so they're they're huge in it you look at like mark cuban i don't trust that guy as far as i could throw him as much as he wants to act like he's here for everybody okay buddy take that where you got it from i'm just telling you guys that it kind of had a bit of uh that computer generated uh aspect to it the gambling aspect and that made it fun so now you have a couple of other um really cool projects i think that i think that everybody should kind of be aware of some so i'm gonna go ahead and read off um just a few because and some of these are on different blockchains so if you want man go ahead and take that freaking pen and paper out because this could be pretty valuable one day so today actually just because i just got them today i got a couple nfts for hacker streets you know i'm a big guy on hacker network i think these nfts are pretty sweet 
even if it's, it's really whatever, you know, it's kind of one of those things, like, it, it all comes down to what you like, and if it ends up making money in the future, that's really cool, you know, kind of got lucky, but at the same time, people, people, people really do think that these could explode. So I'll let, I'll let that stick there. Um, I'm sorry, I, keep, I was trying to find the list and I was having a bit of a hard time. But I, I got it now. So, we got we got a couple really, really cool ones. Um, there's a couple NFT, NFT pictures by Rick Estrada. And you can find him on OpenSea. It's, uh, I have a lighthouse. It looks... Like I've always just loved the boat, so I bought a lighthouse, and another cool project that I just like is called Shitty Colors. Um, excuse my profanity, that's just what it's called, boss. So, basically, it's like 24 colors, and it literally just looks like a kid scribbling, but the thing is, is there's only 24, so... I think it's pretty funny because everybody's trying so hard to make a really good NFT. Well, this guy is literally just scribbling on a page. I think that's awesome. <laughs> but maybe that's that's the craziness. Uh, a cool part, or I'm sorry, an, another cool NFT are business cards. This is a project. I, I think the guy's like basically anonymous, but um, it, it's so silly. But it, it, they're business cards, and you could have like. You, CEO, you can't have your own, but like one I'm seeing here is like Paul Allen, and he's a he was the guy that helped start Microsoft. So um, kind of some mean stuff there. You kind of you kind of have like CEO, boss, uh, smoker. They have all types of stuff. Uh, secretary, and it actually is it actually is kind of cool. Not gonna lie, just because they look really clean. They look like some. They look like the business cards from American Psycho. Now we got Cuddles. Uh, these guys are zombies. Those those are pretty sweet. Um, I, I like those. And it's it's just far out stuff, man. It's far out stuff. One of my favorites is the Crypto Jacks. The Crypto Jacks are hilarious. Okay? Check those out. Crypto Jacks. Um, uh, Steve Aoki, he made a Dreamcatcher NFT. That's pretty sweet. Um, you got Mad Rabbits. Sweet. <laughs> you know, the blockchain Badlands. All these are like, they just look like really cool art. Mm-hmm. Adorable aliens. Pudgy penguins. Like, guys, I'm, I'm providing you guys heat right now. Big Brain Society. <sighs> Fry Cooks. That one's hilarious. Moon Gang. I mean,. <laughs> I'm giving you so many, so much heat. Nice drips. <laughs> I guess you guys already know about CryptoPunks. That was, that was a lot. Another one I have is uh, the Cannabis Grower Club. The cannabis Club. That one's dope too. Um, so that was just a, a plethora, a plethora. Oh yeah, then you got the apes. You know that you can't forget about the apes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Those are pretty sweet. So, I just shot out like 20 NFT projects. Look those up and tell me, 
on my Twitter what you think about them at Crypto Street Bets with a nine because my last account got banned. And uh, I'll be tuning in next week. I don't know the pod the podcast topic because I'm it's getting kind of hard to talk about everything, so I'm going to have to uh, possibly switch it up. Maybe I'll start talking about the stocks. Maybe I'll get into some technical analysis, even though I'm not a fan. Um, there's definitely some interesting um, some interesting ways to look at the blockchain and, and and ways to track it so maybe i can get into stuff like that next week but i hope you guys enjoyed this week and i will be coming to you next thursday and this was the view from the eyes of a DGen and the mouth of a burger crypto street bets coming to you every thursday peace